Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No refunds. The second podcast from Cold North Productions. I'm your host, Sweet Sweet Benji. Joining me tonight, we have Patrick the Law Morris and the indisputably effervescent Andrew Etchin. Hello. Hey, you can't take that from me. That's my thing. Well, now I'm getting introduced. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> Going forward, we'd like to invite you to join us here weekly where we'll conduct something of a book club-style discussion of a movie that we love for one reason or another. Or, in this, this case, week, movies we don't love. This week, we're <laughs> talking about the 1995 film Mortal Kombat, directed by Paul Anderson. Woo! <laughs> Paul W.S. Anderson. As Paul Anderson, according to IMDb. Lawless. <laughs> As Paul Anderson, according to the end of the movies. But I think there was something with like the Director's Guild, that he has to identify himself as Paul W.S. Anderson now because there were, like, multiple Paul Andersons. <laughs> Excellent. One of them is finally learning. That's fair. That's fair. He is no Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> See, there you go. I don't know who that is, but there's another Paul Anderson. Paul Thomas Anderson? He's directed yeah. a lot of good movies. Like He directed, like, uh... Oh, fuck, now I'm... Uh, Boogie Nights? Oh. So we probably... So we probably saw the uh, 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 so we probably saw the um, the Paul Anderson, and we were like, "Oh, sweet, Paul Thomas Anderson." Nope, <laughs> Paul W. S. Anderson. Mm-hmm. This movie's gonna suck. Yeah, yeah, Old Paul W. S. Anderson. Did, Did you look at what make... else he's directed? <laughs> I am on IMDb right now. So I'm uh, going to open his MD vision and we'll get we'll down to you and some MD history. Here we go. Uh, director. Oh, he's signed on to do Monster Hunter. That's going to go well. Oh, Monster Hunter. Where they kill the beasts with the guns. They only have certain kinds of guns in Monster Hunter. Thank oh, you yeah. very much. But actually, in the, in the Monster Hunter movie that they're working on, that Paul W.S. Anderson is directing, um, they actually have like United Nations soldiers go through like a portal to the world of Monster Hunter, and then like mm. they have to like help the hunt monsters. Well, that sounds really stupid. He was a writer on Resident Evil Apocalypse. Another he, he director of Resident Death Evil Race. Afterlife and Retribution yes. and the final chapter. The final 
final chapter. He direct Death Race. He's Death Race. English, and he directed him. It sounds like the movie that he uh, was. He directed a Jude Law movie called Shopping, where they Shopping. stole cars and ran them into storefronts. Oh shit! This guy directed Event Horizon. Event that movie is Horizon. Fucked up. I don't think I've ever seen it. <laughs> oh man, he's <laughs> never seen it. I wouldn't recommend it. Andrew, stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So back to the topic at hand, Mortal Kombat. Yes, please continue. So our first question is how did the movie make you feel? (laughs) Made me feel so angry that I wasted an hour and 40-something minutes on it. It Did you was... have to force yourself to get through it, or were you unable to look away? <laughs> I definitely, towards the very end, was like, all right, let's wrap this. <laughs> I was like, all the best characters have already died. Like, let's move it on. <laughs> yeah. I was feeling that way. And I, just had, I had no idea where in the movie we were, because the entire movie is just like a flat line. Like there's like, you know, there's, there's no, there's no arc to the story. It's all just a flat line. I'm pretty sure that you could cut this movie up by scene, rearrange it and then show it to someone and be like, yeah, this is mortal Kombat," And they would be like, that sounds good. (laughs) That's like, they wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Like if you showed them both versions and told them one is real, one we fucked up, they would be like, well, I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, that's so. The, the second question is, how do you feel about how the story was told? There's and, no cohesive narrative. Oh, I mean, the, well, they, they this, their plot device was terrible. They used this, the tournament as a plot device, and that's like the laziest <laughs> plot device that I've ever yeah, seen in time, a movie. <laughs> like, isn't that exactly how the game was? It was just like it's a tournament; they're fighting. So they were just like, we ought to be yeah. really true to how <laughs> shitty of a storytelling the video yeah. game was. Yeah. Like, we gotta like, be that like, accurate. That, that is just like one of those things where it's like, what the hell are they thinking? I mean, okay, so I guess they were kind of in between a like in between a rock and a hard place because it's like they're not like Street Fighter where it's like there's just no story there whatsoever, so they have to do something. It's like Street Fighter. Literally, the story is just people fighting on the street. Yeah, but like it's also not like. Because, I mean, you're making a fucking movie out of a fighting game. Like, how much do you actually have? Mm-hmm. Ben, you said it on Hard Reset <laughs> either last week or the week before where you're like, every scene ends the same way. Like, oh, there's going to be a fight. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's so they're in between a rock and a hard place because it's not Street Fighter where it's Come just here. literally they're, they're just fighting on the street. So they have the freedom to do something. But it's also not like Soul Calibur where there's like actual lore. It's there's it's just this incredibly bare bones shitty story yeah it's a very like simple arc and they can just really paste it to whatever they want exactly and but there was no arc it was all just flat it was like well it was there there was was literally there's an arc because like you kind of for a second thought that maybe uh what's his name was gonna win (laughs) Your soul uh, is mine. Yeah, Shang You thought maybe <laughs> for a second that he was going to win. Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung. Yeah. Um, Everybody weighing Shang Tsung tonight. No, I just thought, like, what the fuck is going on? It just, 
I don't know. In one scene, like Sonya and, and Johnny Cage hate each other. And then, and then literally all of a sudden, the by the end, they scene. have a love interest. Yeah, I know. There's I no way like you die. They hate each other. And then all of a sudden, there's like some point in the movie that I must have just missed no, where they just no, suddenly no, are no, like no, in a love relationship. And he's like, I'll never let them take you. You're my partner and my lover. I'll exactly. never abandon you. You sweet, sweet, sweet my sweet, sweet Sonya. And they're like, at some point in the movie, Liu Kang and Katana fall in love? Well, oh, yeah, he, fell, he fell in love with her as soon as he heard about her. I mean, <laughs> look at Katana. How are you not going to fall in love with her right away? She's like Gal Gadot before Gal Gadot was. I thought out of all the characters, I thought Katana was actually a bad person. I think, <laughs> I'm actually thinking of a different person. Katana was the hot chick that was like the princess that was all mysterious and yeah, then no, really no, no. had no. I nothing. I mean, like, I mean, like in the grand scheme of Mortal Kombat as the characters, like oh. I thought it's a bad person. I thought like, well, I guess technically none of them are really good, but like, I thought technically she was like sort of sinister. I so now we're I'm not now a- we are on on we are talking about the characters. So our next question is, what did you think about the main characters? Uh, um, that why the uh, fuck is Scorpion fucking Scorpion is the most realistic thing <laughs> I've ever seen. Okay, Raiden being a white guy, <laughs> yeah, being a white American guy. <laughs> oh, like, no. But also, why was Kano Australian? Like, oh, man, I, no. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. exactly. And, there were okay, a lot of my casting favorite... decisions that I was just like, what. Raiden just being like this weird white American guy who just talks very all mysterious and guy. this like very authentic village of you know people are just like Master Raiden like mm-hmm. Master Raiden you're like who the fuck is this pasty white dude like <laughs> also how did uh, how did Luke yeah. Kang's little brother speak better English than Liu Kang but Liu <laughs> Kang had gone to to America and his brother had stayed in China. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't make it. Okay, my favorite plot, like my favorite storytelling device to move the story forward, the, the lack of story of the whole movie was at the very beginning when Liu Kang just picks up a telegram and it says, Liu Kang, brother dead, return home, grandfather. <laughs> that is literally like I paused the movie like, oh, and I, I wrote it down. It's Liu Kang, brother dead, return um, home, grandfather. I also wrote down an incredible quote from Sonya. Just the way I like them. Dumb and ugly. (laughs) Okay. I think I remember that part too. And here's the thing. This movie was so incredibly tropey. And the dialogue was so bad. If this movie came out, like if you showed someone who's totally doesn't know movies at all, if you showed them scary movie, if they like had an idea of what scary movie was and you showed them this movie and told them, yeah, this movie came out last year they would think that this was like a scary movie type comedy mm-hmm. and they would laugh at it of like Very some true. other crazy, like intense movie. Yeah. This it's they would wacky, think it's, wacky it's fighters just out to save the world. That's right. But I won't let you die on my watch. He's like, hands on. You tried to ambush my fighters. Oh yeah. Master Raiden. <laughs> Character relationships Your had, they made no, that's, <laughs> the, the character relationships made no sense. Like Liu Kang is just a dick to Johnny Cage mm-hmm. and there's, he just throws Johnny Cage's suitcase in the water. Mm-hmm. It's like, and Johnny that's Cage before they became best friends at some point, Johnny Cage has no like redeeming qualities. Uh, 
He's just well, a dumb. No, so. okay. He does have a redeeming quality, which is that he just doesn't care. He doesn't care about anything. But it doesn't line up with Those every other sunglasses, bro. Which is like he cares. He's so incredibly materialistic. But then, like, Liu Kang throws his luggage in the water, and he's just like. He's just like he says some uh, you know quip. He's like he, he says he says glad I didn't ask him to park the car. <laughs> yes, some silly quip, and he doesn't care. He moves on with life, and then he's like getting out of the boat, and he has his arms full of his luggage. He's again so materialistic, but then he falls, and just nothing. He just gets out of the water. He's like all right, all right, got to catch up with Liu Kang and Sonya, and it's well, like, that's like when he fights he fights fucking the. Forearm demon thing just doesn't care, punches it straight in the balls and runs yeah. away. Weirdest <laughs> thing. Like he just just drops down, punches Goro in the dick, and runs away. And it's, <laughs> it's like Johnny Cage, aren't you here in this tournament to Don't prove to people him. that you're a real fighter and your go to move for dick the prince of the underworld? Like what the fuck? And run away. It's the Carmelo Anthony like special, almost. Like yeah, that exactly. movie started to started to really slow down, like right around the middle. But then, like once once Reptile like actually becomes the character and they have their fight, I was like, ooh, Reptile's fight was actually pretty dope. Yeah, that, that was actually one that I thought was like pretty good out of the whole movie. Okay, some Reptile. of the fights were so choreographed that it they looked just oh yeah they terrible. were so slow. <laughs> like, yeah. so slow. Like the one between uh, Liu Kang and fucking Katana, I literally started laughing because of how fake it looked. Yeah, and they're like having a conversation while like throwing around. Oh man, I must have fell asleep for that part. (laughs) I fell asleep. I fell asleep 20 minutes into this movie. And like, I don't know. Jillian says I fall asleep in every movie, but. Yeah, she's kind of right. But. um, But no. Andrew, you're right. The The reptile sequence was actually the best scene of the entire movie. And I think it starts like it starts so cool because it's like something actually believable because like here's this character that is a reptile that is OK, actually believable. The, that's a stretch. Some crazy statue. And he's like he's camouflaged and Luke Kang, Luke Kang does something that's like, OK, this is reasonable for him to do. And he walks over, he acts like he doesn't see him, and then he, like, spins and grabs him. And I'm like, that was cool. He grabs Reptile and, like, throws him Oh, I, I know that. I thought that was so corny. How he, like, walks over and he, like, turns around and looks at them and he just goes, <laughs> like, grabs him and pulls him off. I was like, oh, wow, that's that. so fucking lame. <laughs> like, oh, I loved it. And then, and then he just throws him in an empty carcass. And then for some reason... That the carcass becomes a stronger. Yeah. Well, first the thing tries <laughs> to fu- first he fight he tries to fight his way out of it, but then oh, it, he gives right. in and it pulls him in and then he comes back. It comes to life as him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he should have embraced it. He should have been like, oh, yeah, better body. It's like, wow, I'm really good at kung fu. All of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> And like, Even though I, was, or he should have like, just crawled in there in the first place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they were all over the place. I don't know how he didn't do that beforehand. Mm-hmm. I watched this movie as a teenager, and I thought that I I enjoyed it as a teenager. But I remember thinking, "Oh wow, the CGI is really bad." And then like the scene where Reptile is the statue, and like 
Shang 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 walks up to it and he's just like he's he says like keep them apart about Katana and Liu Kang doesn't make any fucking sense they never explained that and then he just reptile turns into like CGI reptile yeah. I was like holy shit that's so much worse than I remember <laughs> yeah uh, the, the CGI and the effects were so bad at that point in Scorpion's, time. Scorpion's whip thing is so hilarious. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> like okay. this is really hard to believe, but the effects in Mortal Kombat actually make the effects in Mortal Kombat 2 look really bad. So, so I hope that Ben, you never, I hope you never make us watch Mortal Kombat Annihilation. But the effects yeah. in Mortal Kombat Annihilation are significantly worse. Fair enough. We should watch like the first Tomb Raider movie next. <laughs> oh, oh, I mean, I like I like Angelina Jolie, my girl Angelina. So, so we kind of just handled the uh, the parts of the mo- of the movie that stood out to us. <clears throat> so That's true. Our next question is: What themes did you detect in the story? <laughs> well, we're all nineties. They're entirely saving okay, the world. <laughs> yes, it's it's really weird, but like just always being ready for conflict and because, having to fight animatronic robots is apparently well, really hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing I was thinking of during while I was watching this movie is I was thinking: Are the fighters aware of when their next fight is going to be? Because they show Liu Kang's first fight against like the break dancer. They're just going to the bathroom in the middle of the night and it's just like fight and you're like, Yeah, exactly. Where's coming from? <laughs> and like, then like later on, he's just walking by and Sub Zero shows up and Katana is like, Use the element that creates life and I don't know what they meant by that. Water somehow become a spear. Also, Sub Zero's weakness is water. It's ice. Uh, Like, how does (laughs) he's fucking Sub Zero? Like, that's a little weird. He manipulates the moisture in the air. That's definitely a little weird. She killed. She killed Sub Zero with an icicle. Yeah, that was stupid. He throws a bucket, spins it around about fifty times, and then throws a bucket full of water at Sub Zero, and that kills Sub Zero. That's I the love how that doesn't ever. like splash. It doesn't just like splash. It just like somehow creates a perfect spike of water and just like skewers him. And yeah. it just it like little <sighs> happenstances in that in that movie. It's great. Which, by the way, I'm pretty sure that bucket spilled before Liu Kang picked it up. Before he throws it. <laughs> yeah, like he's throwing. Like he probably empty threw an empty bucket. Honestly, yeah, exactly. Couldn't, wouldn't that be hilarious? So he just like throws an empty bucket and just. Hits Sub Zero on the head, and he's like, like they probably ah. had a few shots of him throwing a bucket full of water, and he was like, "We can try and like animate it together, and it'll look really awesome." And they tried like a couple times, and they were like, "Fuck it, this is way too difficult. Just have him throw an empty bucket, and we'll just make all the water ourselves." Well, okay, <laughs> so, I'm what do wondering. you guys think Paul was trying to say with the the symbolism of the bucket of water? <laughs> <laughs> I maybe <laughs> like life is own- hard, and it will skewer you. Your strengths are maybe sometimes your biggest weaknesses. <laughs> all right. I'll take it. Because water, uh, maybe it was hot water and we just, they forgot to tell us. And that. it turned into ice when he made uh, his icicle. 
I want to go ahead and say that's probably not the case. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed like a nice also, simple bucket of neutral arm. The the first scene with Sub Zero where he puts the ice on the gun and yeah, yeah he takes yeah. it off like, and the she just can't shoot the gun anymore. Well, that doesn't make any well. sense. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I did love how throughout the movie they used the same. Like it was very obvious that they shot scenes. Like they they had a set, and they'd be like, "All right, we're going to shoot all the scenes that use this set that are in this location," and that's a normal thing for movies to do. But like big budget Hollywood movies. When they do that, they make sure that costumes and makeup and everything lines up for continuity in the story. Whereas, like, you're just assuming wardrobe changes happen throughout the movie. And for some reason, they're always wearing the same clothes in the same areas. Yeah, it keeps it easy. Family guy rules. Put them in one costume. They were like, all right, this is going to be your costume in this area. Anytime your character is in this spot. This is the clothes they're wearing. And then they shot all the scenes. Yeah. I didn't know I didn't really notice that. It was ridiculous. And I noticed it because I noticed that they were using the same shots of like B-roll of locations to like uh, they used the same shots multiple times throughout different scenes. And so oh. the main one was like when they were in the garden and the, there was lightning all over the place and like the garden that they would talk to Raiden in. And they're like, I noticed I was like, Oh, they used that shot earlier. And then Liu Kang walks out and I'm like, yeah, oh, shit, that's the same fucking costume he wore in the exact same, like other scene <laughs> in the last scene that he, and, and like his costume has changed since then. Huh? I didn't really notice that. That's interesting. Yeah. Let's yeah, just shoot it all at once. Like, I guess I'm just left wondering, like, I want to see the entire supercut of this movie. I want to see this movie with nothing cut out to see what they shot and if it makes any sense. That'd be cool. I mean, I'm I'm sure it's like an eight hour movie, but I want to see if it makes any sense. It's just like South yeah. Park. All of a sudden, we learn there's a whole bunch of uncut, like gay sex scenes. And they're like, "It's what makes <laughs> Mortal Kombat Mortal Kombat." Why could they? Why would they cut that out? Without it, it makes no sense. Like, but I can't imagine gay sex scenes making that make more sense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to to Andrew's credit, though, it would I just you'd be like, it "Oh, it's a it porno." That's why the story makes no sense. That actually, it's fairly argument. Oh, it's a porno. I was just watching a porno with the sex scenes cut out. I was watching a <laughs> version of Pirates that you can rent at Blockbuster. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. The kind the the one that has to have the sticker on the box that says this is not Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Do yeah. not rent watch this with your kids. Right. Yeah. Scissor me timbers. <laughs> but I was so I was watching the movie and is Luke Kang's brother? I, I I looked it up and I thought, is Luke Kang's brother Kino from TMNT two and Surf Ninjas? He's not. I hope we never have to watch those movies either. But Alright. Well actually TMNT two is pretty fucking awesome. Secret of the Ooze. Uh 
but Surf Ninjas is terrible. But he's not. But he is the Donatello fighter. He's the guy that wore the suit in the action scenes when Donatello was fighting. Donatello fighting. Uh, Shang Tsung is Kerry Tagawa, and he is in The Man in the High Castle. And uh-huh. he's pretty awesome in that. Isn't he the guy directing True Detective? No, that is not the same. That is oh, Kerry just... Tagawa. Or Fu- uh-huh. Fu- and he didn't. He is no longer. He was on the first season. Oh, gotcha. Uh, that's the guy who directed the uh, 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 that show on Netflix that with Emma Stone and Jonah Hill, um, Maniac. Oh, gotcha. Okay, okay. <clears throat> yeah. So, so another another thing that uh, another like thought that came to my mind as I was watching this movie. When Johnny Cage decides to join the tournament, uh-huh. and he's like, first of all, so Shang Tsung was pretending to be someone, and he was like, if you go win this tournament, they'll know you're the real deal, Johnny. Who the fuck Johnny. was he pretending to be? Was he like his mentor or his fighting coach yeah, or was he, he like his mentor yeah he's the one that taught him master raid that's why he did told they... him that he was the best uh the best like fighter seen or something or whatever but yeah they did not and that... they did not really explain that explanation for any of the characters so I, that all of those things led me to ask are any of the characters actually likable no <laughs> yeah. no uh, uh, the one there that was like sure Scorpion is super likable. Actually, that's Scorpion. Yeah, they're just in their job. Yeah, like, they never hard work. Just badass. I'm dead. Um, do you guys yourselves a favor and look up Trevor Goddard, the guy who played King. Now he is not looking so hot. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he may have had a stint on some drugs. Apparently, he's the Caribbean first one. Trevor Goddard is grapple. Ah, dude, dude doesn't look so good. No. Oh, he looks like a Surface Pro Six. No, that's an advertisement. <laughs> Trevor Goddard. Yeah. Honestly, though, Kano was like was one of my favorite characters. Yes. Uh, it's funny seeing her him and Sonya fight. She's like, yeah, 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 hitting him like, the Come whole on, Sonya, give me a like, break. And he just like backhands her real quick. Like I'm like, my God, a man of his stature would destroy that poor little girl. Like it would, it would just be absolutely unfair. I feel bad about it, but you're totally right. Like that, that like, is one huge. hit from him if he like really did it would just like wreck her. And also, like when she puts him, so they not only was the choreography bad. But the consulting on the martial arts must have been terrible as well. Because I'm watching this shit and I'm like, I I don't want to offend anyone because I am a big fan. But like, I can get past the suspension of disbelief needed for professional wrestling. Like, I love professional wrestling. <laughs> You're and like, I'm looking at this shit this and I'm like, much. come on, like, this looks bad. Yeah, it's not good. Like when Sonya killed Kano, she just like throws her legs up over him and is she doesn't even have her like 
her feet locked together to put pressure. Oh yeah, she's not she's not like using her thighs. She's choking him out with her calves. Yeah, and and, and she's like, not no like no way you'd be able to put enough pressure on that man's massive neck. <laughs> yeah, not even close. And then she's just like neck break. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and she's not like. She's not locking her like if you were to lock your feet together and like use that to kind of leverage, then maybe. But she wasn't doing that. She just broke his neck and I was watching and I was like, that's I don't even know how you did that. I don't even like that's not even plausible. Yeah, that wouldn't even be possible. Also, Kano was introduced in the beginning as like one of the big bad guys. And then he just gone. He's dead. That's why the second movie's better. <laughs> well, Dana didn't realize that they were taking advantage of him. Yeah. That was a shame. Because Kano was a cool character. And he had like a he had cool nineties face shit going on. Yeah, like his face being cut and cut up. And him having like robot face underneath, which still doesn't make sense. There was no explanation for that in the video games. There was no explanation for that in the movie. It's just like he's a cyborg, I guess. It's just yeah. there. Yeah. Well, that probably leads us to our next question. All what right. did you think about the ending? Were you satisfied or disappointed with how this? Oh, movie I was ended? extremely satisfied. Do you know I why? Was- because it meant the movie was finally over. No, no, no. <laughs> I was excited about the ending. The ending excited me, and here's why: is because it it ends, and like the fight is won, and they they say sky is clear. Home. Sky is clear for less than a minute, and then it's like lightning. And then another bad guy. Oh yeah, the and then Emperor. they're all like, "Oh yeah!" And then he, yeah, they're like, "Like, what's his face?" The emperor shows up. Oh my god! And, and they all line like, up. It's like a beginning. It's like the ending souls. of a Power Rangers. So that leads movie. You, me to my next question. They all line How do you up. Picture the characters' lives after the end of the story. Well, Johnny they all Cage hopefully dies died in that fight. And the movie Johnny Cage never. dies immediately in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I remember even as like a thirteen-year-old watching and thinking that's a weird way to handle that character. But Johnny Cage dies starts. He dies at the very beginning of the second movie, like in that scene, because the second movie picks up right there and Johnny Cage just dies right away. And it's, I was like, Oh wow. If you watch these back to back as one movie, that's a weird arc for that character. I wonder how Sonya feels about it. (laughs) She's probably happy. (laughs) I mean, Maybe like maybe she's just maybe it's one of those situations where she like had a drunken weekend, flirted with a guy a lot, realized that she wasn't into him that much and kind of wanted out. And then the emperor showed up and killed him. And she was like, oh, you did me a big favor. Like, Pretty thank bad. you. Emperor. Pretty also, Sonya is not played by the same woman in the second movie. Well, that also seems That's always the best. Also, I don't think Katana is Seems either. Seems logical. <laughs> also, I'm not sure Raiden is either. I think the only returning cast member is Liu Kang. Liu Kang's hair, holy cow. Was so cool. <laughs> what perfect hair. Incredibly perfect hair. I literally wrote down flawless hair. Like, that was like <laughs> Farrah Fawcett feathering at all times. <laughs> perfect. Triple F. 
Yeah, yeah. The, that Luke Hansen <laughs> may have been the best part of this movie. Yeah, it's so <laughs> free flowing. Luke Hansen, hair, I would say, is the second best part of this movie. He like because... never even does anything in the whole movie. Because the best part of the movie was Liu Kang spinning around and grabbing the reptile. Yeah. That was that was the best part of the movie. Or maybe reptile exploding and just being bugs. Like, that doesn't make any fun. <laughs> yeah. It's like Oogie Boogie just sneezes. You, you didn't know that reptiles are made out of bugs? That's Is that what's inside reptiles? Actually, that makes, makes sense. Makes sense now. Because <laughs> reptiles probably aren't even a thing. They're just a bunch of bugs that are crammed in together yeah. just so tightly. They're and they all just move bugs. as a hive mind. Exactly. exactly. It's like a rat king. Exactly. Well, they don't have a hive mind. Rat kings fight to get away from each other. Well, and that's how they become the infamous rat king. Together. I don't think they, they, well, they kind of have to eventually. but Yeah. So, so how does this movie compare to other movies you've seen? Oh, man. Well, it depends on what movies, because like I've seen movies. I mean, shit, I've seen Schindler's List. Well, let's, but let's, throw, also... let's throw it. We, 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 our other podcast here in Cold North is a gaming podcast. Let's just throw it into uh, let, how does it compare to other video game movies you've seen? Nothing compares to Doom. It's the best movie ever made. <laughs> Doom. Um, I don't think I've actually ever seen Doom. There's oh, with the, the Rock, oh, it's, yeah, it's amazing. There's a first-person sequence where he pulls out a chainsaw and kills a bunch of things. It's awesome. It's so corny uh, and awful. Amazing. It's like the best movie I've ever seen. How does it compare to other video game movies? I would say it's not as good as either of the Tomb Raider movies. I don't. I pretend the new Tomb Raider doesn't exist. It's Super better Mario than Brothers. Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> Except John Leguizamo in Super Mario Brothers and like Bowser being some tiny-headed guy and or Bowser being like a little man and the Koopas being having tiny heads and Yoshi being like a T-Rex. No, it's better than Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> like those were pretty cool aspects of that movie, but it's better than Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. I compa- I've never okay. seen that. Don't do yourself a favor. Just don't watch it. (laughs) It's looking back though, like comparing older video game movies. I do have to say that I think Tomb Raider Cradle of Life is better than Tomb Raider. What about Tomb Raider 2018? Uh, That doesn't exist. That's that's just. Nah, that movie, we didn't need that movie. We already had two perfect Tomb Raider movies. But what's-her-name is married to uh, frickin' uh, the homie frickin' uh, Well, this is great podcasting because my brain works really well. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The, The lady that they cast as Sonya Blade in the second movie is way hotter than in the first. Well, that's because the first one looks more like, you know, some high school teacher. And all of a sudden she's like, yeah, I'm a cop. I'm also a very annoying cop who didn't need anyone's help. God, she was very annoying. They couldn't even get Jax to come back. Like, no. All right. Sorry. Um, Comparing it to other video game movies. 
I would say it's somewhere in the middle because it's somewhere in the middle of a group of very bad movies. Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, of of video game movies, I mean, obviously, Tomb Raider: Cradle of Life is the best. Granted, yes, I only saw it once in theaters, and it stopped halfway through the movie, and we had to wait thirty minutes for them to get the projector going again. So my memory of it is spotty at best, but I remember liking it. Michael Fassbender. Homie Fassbender. I should have figured because you call him Homie Fassbender a lot. Homie Fassbender. Alicia Vikander is married to Homie Fassbender? Mm -hmm. No way. Yeah. I would be down to sleep in that bed. That is some attractive oh, people. Sure enough. <laughs> Married to the homie Fassbender. That is some seriously she's, attractive people in the bed. She's 30 and he's 41. He was in a really good movie. Oh, he was actually in a bad video game movie called Ass Creed. Ooh. Did you guys watch Assassin's Creed? No. Yeah, oh, yeah. I fell asleep while watching it. <laughs> They so I did too, but they spent way too much time in the present. Yeah, huh. I don't know. Well, maybe maybe they that maybe they signed the deals to do those movies at the same time, and we're like, yeah, we'll just be in video game movies at, at this, like shortly after. It'll be fun. <laughs> but we we've gotten into the weeds now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Let's get back on track here. So, so guys, uh, Michael Fassbender is an Alicia Vikander's relationship yeah, and how they yeah. interact with each other. Yeah, right. How did this movie change you? Oh, God. Let's just skip over that one. No. You have a new perspective as a result of seeing this movie. Did you learn something that you didn't know before? As your attitude uh, or behavior it, it reminded me how far we've come with CGI. Yeah. It actually did change the way I'm gonna like. I'm gonna from now on. I'm gonna be more skeptical of my nostalgia because I remember actually really liking this movie when I was like twelve, thirteen. Well, I mean, it's it's almost like it's it might even be in that category of good, bad, or of bad, good, or good, so bad, it's so good. bad, it's good. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, I don't. It yeah, it could be. I I guess because I watched it alone. Did you guys watch it alone? I definitely did watch it alone. I watched it with my roommate. Okay. Did you enjoy it with your roommate? Yeah. It was fun. I think if you like get together and watch it and like there's something there to be enjoyed. We had some whiskey and watched Mortal Kombat. It was great. Nice. Nice. Yeah, like get together with some friends, have a few drinks, watch Mortal Kombat. Throw Mortal Kombat on? Yeah. <laughs> make for a good Friday. The VHS, though. Gotta do the VHS. And you no. can find it in the VHS player, and you can hook that, and you can get that hooked up to your TV. Well, the VCR, and sure. many VCRs just ran straight through component cables. So, or not component, uh, coaxial cables. So, suck it. All right, there we go. There we go. Well, that about wraps up our, our discussion on Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat! Join us. 
I feel like we should maybe just play the little kid. Yeah, he might need to be the the intro and outro this week. But next week, join us when we'll be talking about another film from 1995, The Basketball Diaries, by director Scott Calvert. It's the diaries of Leo. Yeah, some Leo. You no, know how I love Leo. Classic Leo. It's uh it's a hard movie to find, so if if you can't if you if you it'll be hard for you to find legally to stream, so you might have to go or buy it on Amazon, I guess. Yeah, get the, the disc DVD if you're if you're not if you have a DVD player and you're not done with breaking a few laws. <laughs> but I if you are, it. tweet at us. We'll send you a link. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll PM <laughs> yeah. you the link. <laughs> but yeah, join but, us next week, and we will be talking about the Basketball Diaries, a a very intriguing movie. Very different. Yes. Also, great breath. Yeah, there won't be nearly as much punching. All right. <laughs> no, <laughs> not punching. <laughs>